Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle aged warriors, Chris Samino and Rick Summers. Well, welcome back to Middle Age Warriors. We're creeping up on triple digits on our 100th show. Not there yet, but we're at number 96. We always thank you for joining us. I'm Chris Cimino, yeah. and he's Rick Summers. I still am. And Are you excited? I am. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be back in in strong voice and, yes. uh, and some strength back, too. It's you sound better. Mm-hmm. You look better. People can't see that, but but yeah. you look better. You cleaned up nice after this long battle <laughs> with, uh, with COVID. Well, glad you're feeling better. That's for sure. Thank you. Yeah. So I can't believe we're, what did you say, show 96? This is 96. Yes. Wow. The, with a bullet, as they say. But um, we've got a special guest who's actually been, I, I think, our most frequent guest, right? This is going to be his fifth appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Scott is Scott Blakeman, a New York comedian is uh, somebody I've known, I can't believe, for like 20 years now. And uh, he's going to join us, as he has before, to kind of bring a little lightness to the heaviness that is our lives these days. Yeah, to gauge the pulse of of trying, you know, as a comedian in these days, it, I think it just it just feels like you're swimming against the tide all the time. And it's hard to make people laugh in times like these. So uh, his insight is pretty interesting and it's honest and it's genuine. And uh, hopefully you will get a laugh or two out of the interview as well coming up. And we're excited to get to him in just a little bit. But first, of course, we pay some bills around here and we need an all important message from our favorite sponsor, Bet Online. Well, basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, hey, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV believe to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Scott Blakeman, New York comedian. That's part of your title, isn't it? New York comedian? Uh well, I'm not I'm not the New York comedian. That would be a lot of pressure. I'm a New York comedian. <laughs> so at least okay. it's a little more relaxing, but it's so great to be with you, Rick and Chris, and and you know, uh, we, we really the last two and a half years, I I've, I think this is my fifth time on, which I'm very yes. grateful for, and it's been uh, nice, you know, having the chance to chronicle the times we live in and and all that, and uh, it's great to be back with you. I think five times you get a bagel, so uh, you oh, now good, earned, good. yeah, with maybe in everything, yeah, maybe in everything yeah. with a smear. There you go. Okay, good, good. But welcome back. So Thank Scott, you. what what's funny these days? Well, you know, it's. It's sort of dark times, I guess you could say, but I've, I've actually had the great privilege, you know, throughout the times I've been on the show, you know, we're dealing with, you know, the beginning of the pandemic and everything. And, and certainly the, the comedy business, all entertainment sort of shut down. And I'm really grateful that since October 11th, 2022, and, and running through October 28th, um, I'm back with uh, Laughing Liberally. The last show we did was three years ago. Oh. It's uh, New York's only political comedy show. And I've been doing shows Tuesday through Saturday, Tuesday through Sunday since then. And it's just been such a lift and really cathartic because 
you know, you get a chance to get up every night uh, and to talk about what's going on and try to make people laugh about it. And people need that. I mean, that's the thing. Everything is just so such a high pitch of outrage. And there's a lot of things to be outraged by. But you also have to look at a cat video every now and then, too. So, <laughs> Please. <laughs> so we're the comedic equivalent of a cat video. There you also, go. Uh, makes you think, too. Well, I, I see the title is Laughing Liberally. And obviously, you know, over the last several years, the whole lib liberal labeling do you feel that that would take your audience and pretty much draw a line by saying laughing liberally in other words no conservative will ever go to see a comedy show like that um how do you feel about that well you know uh, this is something of course that the you know the name has been out there and and, and the name of the show actually is uh, laughing liberally presents indictment excitement so obviously you know, that has a certain point of view too True. But, uh, you know, someone remarked that actually we should have gone all the way and just said something really inflammatory and that would have gotten press. And, uh, you know, because that's just the world we live in where it's it's the extremists uh, mm -hmm. in politics or entertainment or whatever get eat up all the, the airtime and everything. So it's just a, I, I think it's a show for anyone who, who likes who follows the news or likes smart comedy. Yes, there's a point of view, but it's not just a bunch of comedians getting up saying I hate Trump. You know, I think there is a a point of view. And yes, it certainly leans more towards people who share that uh, point of view, but hopefully uh, somebody with a fairly open mind could enjoy at least parts of the show. On the other side of the coin, Scott, is you you also do a lot of stuff on Newsmax, right? Well, I have. I haven't not lately, but yes, certainly in the last several years, I've been a liberal pundit on Fox and uh, Newsmax and, and uh, News Nation and, you know, as, as well as MSNBC. And I really enjoy that. And that's a whole different thing. I'm not trying to be funny and I'm supposed to be funny. Uh, all I can do with that is to try to just put facts out. And, and I think what? That's, yeah, well, that's I know that's kind of go look. I got to look that up. Hang on. I got to Google the facts. What does that mean? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Facts. So it's a machine uh, where we can send a document. To yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. That's well, well, that's really the big difference, too, because, you know, there was a time and I've talked about this before where, you know, we were growing up and when you had the three channels, three networks and Walter Cronkite and nobody doubted uh, the news. You had different opinions about the news. And now, mm. you know, there's no vetting anymore. And, and people no. couldn't, um, you know, the problem people talking about freedom of speech, there's no problem with freedom of speech. Anybody mm -hmm. can say whatever they want. The problem right. is, yeah. uh, uh, and I think we do need to vet it and we do need to be, need to be consequences. And that, thankfully there is, Kanye West saw that. I mean, no matter how big the <laughs> bar, uh, it's too it's funny because he made what well, he made like you know hundreds of millions from Adidas. It's not going to really take a big hit from that. So, mm. uh, but so these are dark times. And look, all of us, you know, whether we're, you know, all of this here. I mean, the Jewish, Italian, Irish, Black people, of course, Asians, everyone at different periods of time, and you know, have been faced persecution and hate speech, and it's it's all come together now again. It's not new. Nothing is. No. Is new the whole you know but donald trump i guess stirred it up but certainly it's been there so but the bottom line is we have to laugh and, and i address it i talk about uh you know all of this and then the you know the rise of uh, white supremacy and the, you know they don't call themselves that they say they're white nationalists and to me a white nationalist is just a white supremacist with low self-esteem <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you got to talk about it. And I also say, you know, the name of the show is Indictment Excitement, which, by the way, is the closest I'm ever going to get to fulfilling my parents' dream of my becoming a lawyer. So um, <laughs> There you go. I like that, too. You know what? I did have a question for you. It was a, a news clip from a couple of weeks ago about a, a young 
comedian in Los Angeles, I think, who was attacked on stage or somebody threw a can of beer or something at her. Yes, yes I know was, that. Uh, I don't know her, Ariel Elias. She's, I think she's New York based. And this was at a club in, in Jersey. Oh, okay. Uh, Vinny's, I think it was called. And apparently it really came out of nowhere. You know, a lot of times comics, when they're kind of, okay, any questions, you know, just and, yeah. and someone said, uh, did you vote for Biden? And, and literally, and, and it was just out of nowhere. Uh, she, and this woman kept going on and, and the comic said, well, you judging by the way you keep interrupting, you probably voted for Trump, and, you know, just, <laughs> you know, handled very well. I mean, it was very skillful. And then her, this woman's boyfriend apparently threw up can of beer and it narrowly missed her, hit the back of the wall. And then she brilliantly just, I wouldn't have done this because I'm a little neurotic, but she picked the beer up and drank it. And, uh, mm. so she's gotten, it's obviously went viral, but from what I've heard, she's still very shaken about it and no comedian wants to get known being a subject of an attack but that's where we're at these days and it's really uh, i think that's unprecedented and i don't think that you uh you know it's always been hecklers but to right. have to worry about that is is unsettling yeah projectiles is that's a whole other thing trying to dodge and, and deal with but do you yeah. think in, at some point and again somebody who reacted that way obviously there's a degree of ignorance sorry this is not a good person and you come to a comedy show you're going to hear things you may or may not like they may offend you you may laugh at them whatever it may be just because it doesn't agree with you but do you think that the laughter in you know in political humor can maybe bring some enlightenment to the people who are kind of maybe cuspy about it maybe that's a way to get them into thinking hey Maybe maybe he's right. Maybe that does that doesn't make sense with what so and so is doing, or how ridiculous well, it really is. I'd like to believe that. I think there's certainly, unfortunately, there's a hardened segment that not only isn't going to swayed by comedy, they're not going to be swayed by actual news, you know, because they're in this camp. <laughs> well, but I do feel that look, it's a much better way to present this stuff. You know, you could have a lecturer and all that, and they could talk politics and rile people up. But have comedians. Our goal is to make people laugh, not to cause a riot, not to create fights. And I think, as I said earlier, if you have an open mind and especially it's not again, it's not just Trump, Trump, Trump. And, and it's really there are a lot of issues out there now that I think we can find uh, some common grounds, at least enough common ground to, to laugh about. We'll laugh. And in the old days, I think they could. You could laugh at the absurdity of it. And I t- talk about certain issues that I think a lot of people can relate to about voting and and, and just the how we need to take money out of it. I mean, uh, I hope. Uh, Warnock beats uh, Herschel Walker. And in fact, if, I, if he gets as many <laughs> votes, Warnock, as I've gotten emails from him, he's going to win in a landslide. <laughs> so uh, I'm emails after this election. So uh, I think you have to. And that's how I approach it. I don't know. Uh, you know, I approach it to try to bring people together. And, you know, in the show that I've talked about before with Dino Badala's Stand Up for Peace, uh, a Jewish Muslim comedy show, that's what we do there too. We bring together. Not necessarily people from different points of view, but from points of back, uh, different backgrounds. And I still hold out hope. Look, I'm an optimist. I think most comedians are. And I don't want to give in to this negativity or darkness. I think that it's a, it's a challenging time, but there have been challenging times before. And humor is a great way to, at the very least, relax people. And also, it's a great way to bring up these issues. If you start off haranguing people and yelling, you can't go anywhere from there. So humor is a way to start a discussion, I think. You know, it's interesting because uh, I was going to ask you about Stand Up for Peace. And I know you and Dean have been doing this for how many years now? Almost 20 years now. Oh, my goodness. And what a climate change you've seen literally and figuratively over the years. I wanted to ask you how the Ukraine has 
has postured into any of the comedy. Not that there's anything funny, but uh, Russian uh, attacks uh, from comedians or vice versa. I'm just curious to know. I was trying to put together a benefit. There have been some comedy benefits to help for humanitarian efforts in Ukraine. And I think it's a subject that probably comedians don't touch very much because it's not you're really not even talked about much beyond BBC World and, and the other news channels I watch. I do a line. Uh, it's, it's actually the great thing about this show, too, is I've been able to tweak and revise material that I've done mm. for years and updated. And one of them I talk about, uh, I believe in a single payer health care. And people say that'll put the insurance companies out of business. And I don't want to do that. I want them to take them out of health care and put them to work for defense departments around the world. Like, if, you know, if Putin wants to... Uh, uh, attack Ukraine, you should have his war approved by Aetna. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that, so I do, you know, work that in that way. And again, you, we just have to, you know, it's, you know, it is, it is very difficult. All these issues, there's no light, right. light issues. Uh, so, uh, but I think you have to find a way uh, to touch on it and to yeah. uh, offer some hope to people. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that where I, I think the issues used to be fuzzier not so hard lined, draw lines in the sand kind of a thing. So maybe it was a little easier to be comedic about it. It's hard to even just be comedic about. I remember growing up, you know, in New York City in the in the 60s and 70s, the crime was was horrible. But comedians would constantly make fun of, you know, jokes about getting mugged and this, that and the other thing. But now it's because it's in our face so much, it's beyond getting mugged. People are getting killed. People are being pushed in front of trains, you know, so to make light of crime even, which used to be a source, I think, comedically, it, it's got to be tougher for you guys. That's a very, very delicate balance you're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, that would be an area that I wouldn't have touched even then. Of course, you know, it was like Innocent Times, Johnny Carson, his monologues, talking about getting mugged in Central Park, and it right. seemed very innocent. And so, yeah, I mean, no, certainly. And also, I think we, you know, whether or not there's more of it than ever, which the maybe may or not be, but certainly we know about it all now, because and, and this is a good thing, you know, through various email sources, websites like Patch and and, and certainly, uh, you know, just the news in general and uh, PIX and all the, you know, all the great outlets. I mean, everything is on video now, no which sure. is a good thing, uh, but it could be very unsettling. So I think that's another thing. There is a lot of that. Uh, but do you get consumed by it? And otherwise, I probably would never leave my apartment if I really <laughs> right. took it all to heart because certainly right. things happen. On my block, you know, there's been murders and, and you know, they, they were you know, so, uh, yeah. But I think with everything in life and whether it's dark personally or whatever it is, we have to find the humor because you just can't be outraged 24 hours a day. It's just not healthy and you need to be aware of things. But uh, I think the comedy is a way to get through it. Hey, Scott, uh, I'm hoping that you can just push your website for a little bit because we have people who tune in from around the country and around the world, apparently. Well, um, sure. I'd like them to be able to find you if they could. Sure. Well, I'm at scottblakeman.com and uh, on Facebook, Scott Blakeman, uh, Instagram, Scott Blakeman 5. And I, I've been continuing to do a podcast with Tom Saunders called Getting Through This with Tom and Scott, which actually is not political at all. It's, it's just fun, absurd stuff, you know, basically based on the inspired by the 40 years of friendship and phone conversations. So we still do it twice a week. We were doing it seven days a week in the beginning of the pandemic. And so you could hear that uh, anywhere. And the show I'm in, Indictment Excitement, presented by Laughing Liberally, like I said, runs through October 28th here in New York City. And hopefully uh, there'll be a lot more stuff 
Uh, and I think we need all kinds of humor. And the, the, I'm so thankful this opportunity to have an audience who wants to hear the political stuff. But uh, I love to just make people laugh, whatever the situation is. Speaking of dealing with the dark times, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up <clears throat> our New York Mets. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at that picture over your shoulder, Chris. And of course, our listeners don't have the luxury of seeing it. But uh, if, uh, Scott, you were look closely being a huge Met fan, you will see, if I'm not mistaken, that Seaver and Kuzman mm -hmm. uh, pouring champagne on one, one another after winning the 69 World Series. So yeah, I will now stop my interruption and let Chris ask his question. Well, that was pretty much my question in terms of you know, <laughs> your, your reaction. After such a great run, a great season, and then to just have it pretty much evaporate uh, in, yeah. in such short order. Well, two things. One, at least the fact that almost all, uh, except the Astros, of the teams mm -hmm. that have best records were knocked down, and that's really what baseball, all sports, is all about, who's hot at, at the right moment. But I have to say today, which is we're recording this on October 25th, is the 36th anniversary yes. of Game 6 of the 1986. And I was watching yeah. that clip, which I've actually recorded on my VHS player, because I was really recording Saturday Night Live. At that mm -hmm. What's a VHS player? And the, <laughs> fact it ran, the fact that it kept running late, I have it. And uh, uh, that really it, it ties into what we're talking about. You know, and by the way, talk about great shows. I did a show at a place called Comedy U, which is no longer in existence on Grand Street, right mm -hmm. after the Mets won that game. And I don't think you even had to say jokes. The crowd was I've right never there. in a better mood. And I was never in a better mood watching that. And it's, it's a testimony to what makes sports great. I mean, yes, there's a disappointment of this year and for Yankees, Met fans and everyone other than Astros. And, um, you know, least, have these least, moments. And, and it really, uh, uh, you know, in, in 1969, it, some people say it helped John Lindsay get uh, mm -hmm. reelected. And so sports has that ability to really bring you up and yet frustrates you. But the beauty of it is we could go back and watch the old, you know, video. Of <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> and the good news is back. you just have to transpose letters now to go from let's go Mets to let's go Jets, because I know you happen to be, both of you guys happen to be big Jet fans, I believe. Well, yeah, yeah. And this yeah. day is, I mean, we've had a couple of Sundays where it was one Sunday recently where every New York team won. This was after the baseball mm -hmm. season. Right. The, and the Jets and the Giants, yeah, that's very exciting. And I didn't expect it. The Jets season sort of started like, okay, it's going to be one of those. And yeah. But Sal is a great coach. And uh, their running game, and I think they picked up a good trade with the Jaguars. And uh, yeah, they yeah. needed that after after a big loss in terms of an injury loss. But yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like you know I, I quietly watch now. I, I feel like the Jets are sleepwalking. I don't want to pay too much attention. I might don't wake them up. Them up. <laughs> it's like you know, we'll see how it goes. But at least it's interesting, and I think it for me as a sports fan locally, it's taken my mind off of the depressiveness of of, of the Mets not being there. Oh yeah, absolutely, and that's what the great thing about sports is too. You know, and yes, there's a lot of issues and ticket prices are too expensive mm -hmm. and sadly access to watch games uh you, you know you really basically need cable or pay for streaming mm -hmm. and it's, it's unfortunate i mean uh that the average fan doesn't have a lot of money really has to struggle to even watch a lot of these games so i hope that doesn't get to the point where you have to be on amazon prime or something to right. watch sports but it really is a great we need it more than ever i think and it, to me i find it inspiring you know just to see what athletes do and and uh uh, I had a great experience. I got to meet Nick Martinez of the Padres. I was uh, having coffee at this uh, really inexpensive hotel lobby uh, where the team was staying. And that was thrilled, actually. He was sitting there. And he was a very nice guy. And I 
yeah, it was, this is the day of the last game against the Mets. And I know it's just, I said, well, I'm a Mets fan, but uh, have fun. Have a great game. And <laughs> have fun. Literally, <laughs> really, I, I, mean, I blame myself, Chris. I really Yeah, yeah thanks. Thanks for that. You could have, yeah, you know, like accidentally it. had your foot out. And, well, <laughs> not you would never do yeah. that, obviously. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, you think about what they accomplished. I was hoping the Padres would go all the way because they have never won. The, yeah. the franchise has never won a world championship. And to have beaten the Mets and then the Dodgers combined 207 wins, and they only had, I think, like 89 wins over the season, that would have been quite quite a feat. But uh, I would have liked to have seen that, too. And it's a great town and a great ballpark, yeah. great fans. So um, not a big uh, – you know, it's, it's sort of arbitrary how we come up with the teams we don't like. But Houston, I've never been a fan of, it, especially no. that Ted Cruz is a fan, and you saw what happened right. in the right, Yankee right, right. Stadium. Uh, so I'm – but the Phillies, you know, I have a kinship to Philly. My dad went to Penn. My sister went to Penn. It's a great city. So this will be easy, uh, you know, who to root I, for. I wish I could say that. <clears throat> you know what? I'm well, gonna I, show, I know. I mean, yeah. I'm going to show some of my middle-aged now and say I could only root for the Astros when they had those great rainbow uniforms. Oh, remember that? Yeah. That was probably back in the 80s, right? They were a National League team. Yeah, that was back yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That's how far ago it was. They were in the <laughs> National League. Now, did you catch any, speaking of which, there's a Nolan Ryan, uh, have you seen that as a Netflix special on Nolan Ryan? No, Just oh, no. absolutely fantastic. It's so well done, but you also find out how important, believe it or not, Ruth Ryan, his beautiful wife, was in behind him not quitting at one point. Um, and it's it's just a great story. But when you start to see his accomplishments, yeah. it's phenomenal in that last no hitter that he pitched when i think he was 46 years old which was his seventh bobby valentine was the manager at the time of the texas rangers and he was having his warm-up in the bullpen was awful he looked terrible and he came out of the dugout and as he was taking the field he turned to bobby and said i don't know this might be it he goes out there first inning he starts popping 97 98 p.s he ends up pitching a no hitter i mean it's it was not he's not like a normal human being just it, but it's a great story if, if you get a chance check it out it's on Netflix. yeah yeah and then yeah. I like to yeah like I said I find a lot of inspiration I mean it was it, we, you know we've had so many great achievements this year of course Aaron Judge and 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 the even the time when the Mets collaborated on a no hitter I mean that was yeah. you don't pitch I don't know if we'll well we'll certainly never see what Nolan Ryan did again because pitchers aren't allowed to uh, right. and uh, you wonder though because in those days they pitched complete games they mm-hmm. and they got injured less uh, i know ryan dealt with uh, arm troubles but I, I wonder if it's the way they train these days or or whatever it is that that creates more injuries i agree something seems odd that every good pitcher seems to go down but you, we grew up in the eras of, of gibsons and Seavers yeah. and carltons and yeah they'd have an injury here or there but nothing like i mean look at Degrom. i think he's literally won 16 games in the last three years combined Great pitcher, but that's and not like, very productive. And what three like Cyans or something like that? Yeah, two. Uh, two. Yeah. So it's, yeah. but it, it's just, it's. It, I do agree. I wonder if in the regimen of the way they now exercise, you know, baseball is like one of those. They have to have twitch muscles, flexible muscles, not. I don't think really built up muscles. I think that creates a problem, and I think we're seeing. Oh that. yeah, yeah. What I think do we're I know? Talking about we're just seeing, you know, the babe and people like that. I mean, <laughs> right. dream, but yeah, but, really. But you know, he was probably drinking in the dugout or hungover. Certainly, he and, and, and Mickey Mantle. Those Mickey Mantle. Yeah. And, they, uh, and you know what? Maybe you don't need to have. You know, when they have opening day and they introduce the staff, there's about twelve trainers and therapists and, right. and every <laughs> right. possible thing. And I mean, you know, I'm not knocking it. Certainly, therapy. A friend of mine actually does 
psychiatrist for, for teams. And I think that's, that's something valuable. Oh, but, sports, uh, sports psychiatry is huge. Yeah. 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 But maybe they could cut back on just uh, how much they work out and, you know, maybe some guys that help certainly that bulked up, maybe uh, hitters or outfielders, but uh, you know, and then it's all about the number. This guy throws a hundred. This guy said, well, how about a guy who can mix it up and fool mm-hmm. you with change-ups and curveball? So, uh, I don't know, but let me see the new rules next season, too, with that uh, clock, which I yeah. saw in action watching the Brooklyn Cyclones, uh, uh, the minor league team from the Mets in Coney Island. And the game's like at least 25 minutes shorter because wow. of that. Uh, oh. Yeah, and- think, of, think about it. When we growing up, the game's just to start at 8.05, and they'd be yeah. done by 10.15 on yeah. average, you know, or at 10. So hopefully that'll help. I think they should ban batting gloves because they just take them off and put them on oh. and just, or at least you can only leave them on. I mean, right. I, I don't, you know, so, cause a lot of that is that, and then you do have some slow pitchers, but uh, yeah, well, I think, you know, they're purists, but I think something like that uh, could speed up the game. And, and I think I'd bring back the intentional walk though, because I think that had some, well, you know, things that could happen. Something can happen on that. You know, there's also the threat of somebody trying to steal on that. There's also yeah. the wild pitch possibility. How do you feel? Uh, I mean, some of the stuff now, I are they getting rid of it again, that extra inning thing, putting a guy on second base automatically. I'm not, sh- not sure if they're taking that away because that, that I cannot stand. How is How do you put me, that? To me, that's like being back in little league. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like a forfeit or something, you know, well, eight, nothing. It's a mercy, whatever they would call but it. But the guy gets an RBI for a fictitious runner that was put in place who didn't earn it. I don't under, like the whole thing just doesn't make sense. That's not baseball to me. Yeah. No, I don't, I didn't like that either. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's look, if the game goes long, it goes long. It's not, right. it's not, that's not the problem with the game. Nobody says, Oh, all these extra inning games. I don't think that's really a, no, no. an issue and it's exciting and uh, happens once in a while, but I yeah, I'd like to see that taken away and, um, and you know, but the games they do take, I went to a Met game this year and it was regular oh. nine innings, like three hours and 45 minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it's fun, but at some point you want to leave. I got to go home. <laughs> yeah, right. Go on with your life. Yeah. It's exactly. a long time. It's a long time to leave your car running in the parking lot. Uh, that, yeah, that, would, right. that would be a mistake. Yes. Hey, but... listen, I think we got to, we got to bail out of here. And, uh, since this will probably be the last time we speak to you before Thanksgiving, yes. Just want to wish you a happy holiday. I can't believe we're talking holidays already, but we are. And uh, Scott, it's always just a joy to talk with you and laugh with you. And I still think back to the days when I was a student of yours teaching at the new school here in New York. Well, I remember that you in the class and so great to meet you there. And I still do, uh, you know, some Zoom workshops and one-on-ones and all that. I really, I really take pleasure in that. Let me just say that to Rick and Chris that I, you know, a pre Thanksgiving message. I want to give thanks for having me on the show. It's always fun. And, and, uh, I look forward to finally us all getting together yeah. in person, yeah. and, you know, and, and, uh, giving thanks, uh, in person. So I appreciate yeah. it. This has been the longest plan in executing. I can tell you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like it's real quick before you go though, again, uh, laughing liberally. Tell us about the show that's coming yeah, up. It's called uh, indictment excitement presented by laughing liberally. And it runs through mm-hmm. October 28th at theater five, five, five in Manhattan. And if you go to indictmentexcitement.com, you get more info and tickets and I'll be on uh, the remaining four shows. That's right. an awesome. That's a, an awesome title. I love it. I think yep. it's just very funny. You take care. Have a good, uh, yep. a good October. And good November, and we'll talk to you again soon. Well, thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Appreciate right. you too. Good luck with the show, Scott. See you soon. Thank you. Thanks for seeing you. You know, every time I see him, 
I I remember that it's good to laugh. <laughs> we need it in big ways, that's for sure. Yeah. He's a brave man, though, going out there and and taking on some of the issues. You know, and we've as we talked about in that interview, how delicate a balance that can be. And people are just they're unhinged, man. They really are in some spots. They really are. Yeah. Well, and just the story that uh, I brought up uh, mm-hmm. with the interview with him is just sad to think that somebody would hurl a can of beer at a comedian on stage at a comedy club in New Jersey. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, again, if you're going to a comedy club, you usually know, you know, it's kind of a no holds barred thing in general. And, you know, anything goes. But but throwing a bottle at a comedian, that's ridiculous. There's well, no- it wasn't a bottle. It was a can. A can. Oh, it was a can. Excuse me, a can. Well, yeah. it was a full can, apparently, though. So. Yeah, apparently, because it made a big thud. Yeah, not not good. But, you know, at, at least the, the constant in a lot of, you know, society over the history of time is that we do have, it used to be court jesters, you know, but we do have comedians that try to bring some lightness and levity and a little opportunity for us to just kind of take a deep breath and and step back from all the gloom and doom. So, yeah. And you know what, Scott, and we can talk to him about this some other time. He's worked with some pretty big names, including hmm. um, Jerry Stiller and yeah. um, Robert Klein and, He's been on Letterman and done some really great things. And he's just an interesting guy like Scott. And I'm glad to be able to call him not only a guest, but a friend. Yeah. And to that, I just saw, I guess things are gradually again, continuing to come back to normal. But I think Jerry Seinfeld just opened up his residency again at the Beacon Theater in New York. So that's hopefully signs. Yeah. That's hopefully signs that things are, you know, people are getting back to a more normal pattern that I hope we can stick to. That's all I can say. I hope we can stick to that like Billy Joel's residency at Madison square garden. Yeah. He, you know, over the last, before the pandemic, um, he was doing a series of shows, six, seven nights. And then, you know, a couple of months later, maybe a few more. And I I think that's what he's looking to get back into. So I, I saw something come up that tickets are on sale, uh, for Jerry making his return. There you go. But more importantly, Scott's making his return. He's going to be out there uh, in the Big Apple uh, this weekend for Friday night. So Yeah, so we hope uh, if you're in the Big Apple and you need to laugh, he's on 42nd Street. So make a plan to go see him and support he's, him. He's not walking 42nd Street. He's actually in a theater. <laughs> it's 555. <laughs> Although he might be walking 42nd Street. Who knows? You know, Times are tough. But anyway, uh, from that standpoint... We're trying to rustle up our next guest, which uh, hopefully we will get for next week. Now you're going somewhere real quick. You're 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 leaving on a jet plane. Yeah, we're going. Uh, believe it or not, uh, Carmine and Leslie are throwing a party, mm-hmm. uh, and I I really don't know how this was even born. But um, <laughs> Leslie said to us months ago that she wanted to throw a Soul Train party. <laughs> yeah. Soul Train for Halloween. So, so I had to order from Amazon a blonde wig. Oh boy! Um, uh, a, a Soul Train neon jacket, and uh, <laughs> so we're going down to Florida to to celebrate Soul Train. Well, this I'm very intrigued by. I must see pictures, please. Take several. Okay. Um, I'm sure, we will. This is going to be an interesting thing to see. But yeah, actually, yeah. I'm I'm going to a costume party on Saturday night before Halloween as well. And I'm not the biggest Halloween guy in the world. I have to be honest. I think Me I had P- PTSD from when I was younger because I <laughs> I went to a party when I was young and I was a kind of a wallflower guy. And 
everybody surrounded me in the room and they sang the party pooper song to me. It's a, I'm still in therapy over that one, but yeah, you know, <laughs> but um, hopefully it'll be fun. It's, it's going to be with some friends and coworkers and things of that nature. So, yeah. And I hope your, your party sounds like it should be a blast though. If what's anything, the, seeing it. You, is what's your be. costume going to be? Well, this is the other thing. I'm, I'm just, I hate the pressure of that kind of a thing. So we actually stumbled across somebody who has an actual airline pilot's costume with the, you know, the full fledged jacket and the hat and the whole thing. Oh, that's great. So it's, she's going to be, uh, I, I hate to, I don't know what the term I'm supposed to use. What's the proper term now? Not, not a stewardess, flight uh, attendant. a flight attendant. Yeah. And I will be the pilot. So uh, we'll see. I wanted to do some kind of cuter, funnier things with it, but I think some of it might not be PC. So I left it alone. Okay. Fair enough. You know, I wanted to keep, keep it clean kids. Anyway, but uh, to, to everybody out there, by the way, have a fun but safe Halloween as well. I guess the next time we uh, speak to you, we will be on the other side of that. Yeah, we'll be in November. Yep. Well, you travel safe. And again, I definitely want to see pictures. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll post them next time we post the show. So <laughs> any last thoughts? Uh, nope. Uh, For the show, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Not life in general. Unless you want to share. It's up to that you. was the last show. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I can't believe Thanksgiving's in a couple of weeks, and uh, and and so it goes. So another it goes. holiday season in New York City. Yes, it'll be upon us in a hurry. Well, everybody, sunshine always. Be good, feel good. He's Chris. I'm Rick. This is the Believe Podcast Network, and you've been listening to Middle Age Warriors, and we're so glad you have them. Thank you. And of course, always sponsored by. Say it with me, Rick. Bet online. Bet online. Boop, boop. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.